Today's show, we're brainstorming business ideas. We're talking about the good, the bad, about laptop empires possibly getting into the booze business, and you know, philosophical questions like, should you have an online business if you aren't tech savvy and you tend to always have tech problems like I do and like we did in this episode where we lost basically the entire intro so that I had to re-record this one. But it's okay. The rest of the content's really great. I just had to let you know what we were about today. So I hope you enjoy this show. Make sure that you subscribe on YouTube. That way you can see the video portion of the podcast and can enjoy all of the daily exclusive content that we're going to be dropping there. I hope you enjoy this week's episode of the Laptop Empire Show. I'm just kind of curious. Because like we've talked, I don't know, we've talked a lot about like, I don't know, what do we do? Like we're going to get Laptop Empires to like a certain level. And then we're going to start buying other businesses. So what are we going to like, if you, if it was like, okay, let's do something that's not digital at all. Like we've talked so, about the wine thing. Like, what would you do? What would you be into? What would I do? Like, so are you saying like, what would I do if I was starting over or like, what would I want to do? As no, I'm not starting over. Like, so, yeah, something totally different than like, like, let's say we're just like, we're like, you know what? We're just going to start buying up random businesses and putting them under the laptop empires brand for whatever reason, maybe we'd do it in a different thing, but like, I don't know, like what would be sure. Like in our real estate or like, like, yeah, I mean, like, I don't know, you know, some people. So would... I don't think I would have a ton of interest in like, I don't know. I, I, I kind of like the idea of real estate, but also I think if you're just like getting rent, like you need so much mm-hmm. to do it. So yeah. I don't know if that's something, you know, I've always kind of thought, I always used to talk about like, I want to start a winery, like, and that's what I would do. And I think that that's like the best subscription model on the planet. Like, you know, the winery out here, you wanted to join it and they got a waiting list, which I still do. They just let people in. I don't know if you're, oh, dude, you're supposed to be telling me these things. Well, I didn't know. I found out after the fact, but you know, like, I mean, think about that. There people are paying 25 to $60 per bottle of wine. And they're doing a membership to get, anywhere between three and 12 bottles a quarter. And the cost to produce this is not, it's not that, that much. Like it's so marked up, you know? And like, I look at like a brewery, like I I look at, let's take a a brewery, a winery and whiskey, right? So wine and beer can be produced quickly. Like the downside of getting into the bourbon industry is like, it takes years to produce your product and then you like hope it's good. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Where so you've got faster production, but then the margin on beer versus wine is so much lower. Like wine lovers will pay sixty, hundred dollars for a bottle of wine. And so even just say it's like 50 bucks and you're getting 12 bottles, say you're getting six bottles, it's three hundred dollars. So it's a it's three hundred dollars a quarter. Right. So $1,200 a person and you have how many people like tons, 
Yeah. Right. And so, you know, and then, so to me, I look at that and I go, wow, okay. There's like a great membership model. And I think it'd be cool. Right. And they do fun things like they got pickup parties and stuff like that. Now, I also think making the wine, like being involved in that would be fun. I know for a fact, I want nothing to do with being out in the field. Like the farmer. <laughs> yeah. The farmer part of it. That's, that's what I'm not interested, not interested. You know, I've gone out and uh, I've done, well, I don't know what you want to call it. Like I've gone out and like help with harvest and stuff like that. My in-laws have worked at wineries, like doing, you know, doing stuff in the field. And like, this is a great region for growing grapes, but it's like, it's hot as hell. And, and I just, yeah. I don't want any part of that. And I know like the owners that I know of wineries, like they're involved in that. And I think part of it is them being perfectionists, but like, I would have to have somebody to manage that part. Like, I think I would be involved in like the making process. Like I would want to dabble in that, but I would want nothing to do with the part on the field. So yeah. out in the field, can you do so it I, without doing that? Like, can you get into the wine? Sure. You without... just got, sure. You just got to like high. Well, I mean, you can source grapes. Some people do that. I think it's cool to have, you know, it's nice to have like, it's the, pretty to have all the stuff. You know, it's nice to have it. And then you have the estate grown stuff. I think like there's that mix. I think it's good to have the mix of like sourced and estate. I just don't want to be the one to do it. So you would have to hire the person. But I think like, if we're talking about this, that's like an essential thing, right? Like we've got to go out and say, like the first thing we do is hire like that COO, right? Yeah, so I think so. You, you get that person, you get that person and you get, you know, the person that runs the field crew, like that goes out and runs the vines. So I think, I think that to me, I could see that, but like, that would be my stipulation. Like I want to enjoy it. I've always looked at it as like, it's the same thing, like a gym. Like I wouldn't want to be training, you know, I wouldn't want to be doing the sales and all that kind of stuff with the gym. Like if I owned a gym, I would just want to go there and work out and shoot the shit with, <laughs> with the clients whenever <laughs> I felt like it. So anyway, yeah, that's the first, that's, that's the, the first one. one that pops into my mind. Cause it's one I've for years, I was like, I'm going to make money, buy property, start a winery. And then yeah. I was like, I'm going to get my property and build my house on it and like drink wine. Yeah. And see, that's it's one I've of those done. things. It sounds so like romantic, you know, cause I've, I've thought about it several times. So I come like, winery would be cool, but so it's a big money. We went to, it's a, yeah. We, but when we went to Italy, we did this like tour in Italy. That was pretty awesome. Mm-hmm. And my fear of owning a winery is that I would drink way too much wine. Like I would be drinking all the time, which is, I, that's what they do. It seems like. And I yeah. think that that's probably bad because we walked in and it was like, now Italy's a little bit more laid back. Like European countries are different yeah. than the U S so far from what I've seen from these kind of things. Like, I don't think they have the same kind of like codes and stuff, but like we walked in and there was like five Italian dudes that were like, they were the winemakers, but they were just sitting there and they had like coffee mugs with wine. And it was like nine in the morning and they were just drinking wine out of a coffee <laughs> mug. And I was like, and that's like how they like let people taste it. They just like poured it straight from the sure the still or whatever. I don't know. They poured it straight from that in the coffee cups and they're like, you know, here have this. And it was like sharing their own cups and stuff. This is pre COVID. Like it was, yeah. you know, but I, I think about that. And I'm like, geez, that I think I would drink a lot. And then we went to another winery and I, <clears> this is <throat> right after LE, like, this is probably after our first launch. So I was like, I felt like I was balling. So I was like, man, I want to, I want to buy one of these places. And uh, the lady was like, I think I was 29 at the time. And the lady was like, you're pretty young to like buy something like this. And I was like, no, nah, no, I think I could do it. Like totally had no idea how much place costs or anything like that. But 
she was like, yeah, I don't know. It's not really that much fun. Like it's not, a, she's like, I'm looking to get out. <laughs> so it's like, it was weird to hear that, but she we had the had most a, beautiful property. Like everything was amazing. You know, it just seemed yeah. like the best thick job ever. Well, and I think it just depends. Like, you know, I mean, there, there was actually a vineyard for sale out here maybe a year or so ago and the vines like needed work, it, but mm. you know, and it was, it, it need, you know, it needs some work, but like could have just bought it. And it was like established and everything. Um, but I don't know. I think, it, I think that's the difference though. Like you look at some of these places and the people start them up and they're doing everything. Yeah. Like they're, they're working in it. And that's to me, I'm like, okay, you set these stipulations like to where it can run without you. Like if you're owning the business and that's what we're talking about, right? Like truly owning the business and just being involved in it. Like I think of like, uh, um, what was the, Oh, I can't think of it. There was like a show on HBO. It's not Wahlburgers, but like Mark Wahlberg did this show and it's just like following him around and like oh, he's doing stuff. And like, he's got this CEOs of these companies and he goes in and like, they're doing their mm. clothing line. Like he comes in and he checks out the product. And he's like, well, I don't like these colors. This isn't the quality I want, blah, blah, blah. Scrap it, start over. You know, like he's involved in the decision-making, but he's not in the day-to-day. -day. I mean, that's, yeah. I think the key. I think that would be the key. But so I think I can see how it'd be like, man, this really sucks if you're in the day to day. But, yeah. but you could say that of like anything, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, the, the key is to like, just choose your suck. Like <laughs> that's, <laughs> you know, and that's like why I think about, you know, they always joke, they always joke about entrepreneurship is like, you know, oh, I'm going to escape the nine to five. So I can still work instead work 24, seven, 365 for myself, but you're happier. Right. So it's just like who you're working for, the kind of work you're doing, I think matters. So I don't know. I think that'd be cool, but I just, I don't, I don't know. I'm not as like, that doesn't excite me as much as it used to. Um, the distillery seems cooler. Like to me, like when I go to Garrison brothers, I'm like, oh, this would be freaking awesome to own this. But then every time you tell me about the, like the financial ramifications of buying a place like that and like how it's just so, so difficult, I guess it depends on how you buy it. Like if you buy it, and you're not super leveraged. Like if you're able to just go in and like buy a place cash or something like that, sure. maybe you wouldn't even do that. I mean, but I mean, if it's one of those things where you don't need it to like take off and it's fine, just kind of breaking sure. even or losing some money for a couple of years, I think that's one thing. But like, if you're doing this, and you're like, this is my livelihood. That seems yeah. like a brutal business model. Like, yeah, I wouldn't do it. <laughs> I mean, they're you know, like for them, they're crushing it, but like, I wouldn't do it. And, but it just goes back to like, okay, you know, you said like drinking, like, you know, I got a wine cellar. I, we drink wine like daily. <laughs> so, <laughs> but do you crack real. it open at like 9am though? Like, I mean, uh, if it's not a, you know, bubbles like a, and it's Saturday and we're about to watch some well, Saturday's different. <laughs> Weekends don't matter. I'm saying like, no, cause I have like a, a rule generally of like a five o'clock kind of rule uh, because I feel like working from home, like you could totally it could go off the rails quick. So See, I like, don't have a five o'clock rule, but I, like, I'm going to go downstairs, you know, be done working for the day. My wife's already, she's going to have some wine ready to go now. Yeah. So you, you know, guys party so. like that. I just don't do, I don't know. I should do that. I, but I think for me, it's like, I'm just like worried about like myself going like, oh, you know what? I'll just drink whenever. And then all of a sudden, like 10 years later, you have like a problem, you know? So I like, would, I don't want that. I would think though, if it's part of your job, you would do it less. I mean, I know for me, like I would rather drink in the afternoon like that three, four o'clock range yeah, and drink at yeah. night. So then you can sleep better, you know? Mm. 
So, yeah. like, but, but I, I have always wondered that, like you mentioned Garrison brothers and I'm always like, are they drunk you know, all the time? I've wondered that all the time. <laughs> they're not, I know they're not, but oh, okay. I've just, I've just always like, I've thought about that. Like you're tasting this all the time, you know, like how do you, how do you do that? I've just always know. been curious. I've never asked, I need to ask some of the guys over there. That would be interesting. Cause you know, like how people that drink a lot, like can, can mask it to where it's like, they're just. You yeah, can't even I, tell they're drinking. So I wonder about that. Not I know like some that I'm like judging that, yeah. those guys. Like, but I just wonder because they're there all day and it's like they're they're tasting the stuff all the time. Maybe they're spitting it out. I don't know. I just wor- I wonder about that though. I've it's never like, seen that- anybody spit it out. I know. <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. Saying. That's what I'm saying. You don't know. <laughs> but that would be my concern. It's not a huge concern, but it's definitely one that I would be like, okay, is this what? It, but, do I want to make my lifestyle alcohol? But, but it sounds like such a cool. Every time I go to one, of those it places, would be like, fun. It's awesome. But if I did it, like I 100% doing wine, like I'm never going to mm. go the whiskey route, even though I love bourbon because it just doesn't make sense to me financially. Like, yeah. I mean, just th- this is like bourbon is a better investment as a consumer than wine, Oh, 100%. but I don't think it's better as a business because like, just think about if you buy like Garrison Brothers, right? 75 bucks for a bottle of bourbon. It's absolutely mm. fantastic. Okay, but how long does that bottle last you? Like a lot of people will be like, oh, it's expensive. Okay. It's way better than wine. It's going to last you months. How many pours are you going to take out of it? A lot. You buy a bottle of wine. Like let's say that, let's say you spend the same amount on two bottles. Like you buy two $35 bottles of wine, like fairly mm-hmm. nice. You know, like that's, if it's two of you, even if you're just having one glass, okay, that's two nights. So essentially you have four nights there. Maybe two, if you're having two glasses between two people, if you and Coral come up to visit us, we might go through those two bottles with dinner, (laughs) right? Probably true. (laughs) So, so, you know, when you think about it from like a consumer perspective, like want, like whiskey is a better investment, like it's cheaper per enjoyment. I like that you keep calling it investment. Like yeah, well, dude, I just like, to me, like, this is how I look at everything. Right. So, but from a business standpoint, like. You know, if somebody comes and visits your distillery, they might buy a bottle. Mm-hmm. Somebody comes and visits your winery, they might buy, buy a case. Yeah, yeah, they, buy they a might buy a dozen bottles and spend hundreds of dollars, and they're going to sign up, right? Yeah. And then, and you just look at that—the membership. You know, like we went for a while. We're not, we're not a member there anymore. But there's a, there's a place in Fredericksburg because we, we live near there. For those of you watching that don't know, Bobby knows. But this is like wine country in Texas, right? And so we go and there was this place and they do sparkling wine. Now, yeah. my favorite beverage is bubbles. Love it. Mm. I just have to be careful because if I have more than a glass of bubbles, I'm taking a nap. It's just sleepy. How it yeah. affects me. So, but they have this place and that's it's all they do is sparkling. And so Katie and I went to go do it and they wouldn't let us in because we had the baby and there's like no kids allowed. And it was like, okay, that's weird. We take our kids to wineries. And so we didn't go. And so we finally made it in, went a place and it was like a tasting and, you know, they had like a little food pairing and it was like a cookie or a cracker or something. And like, you had the four tastings, cool experience. Like it was just, you paid for it. It was fun. But then the way they get you is they say, Hey, you can take this, the cost of this, you can apply it to your, to join. And so you were basically mm. covering the cost if you did a four bottle, they have four types. And so if you did, a, they did four bottle shipments. So it covered like 
75% of your first shipment. And they're like, honestly, like you can do it. And then if you want to cancel afterward, you can like whatever you want. I'm like, okay, well, that's a no brainer. Well, then we yeah. ended up keeping it for a while and we would go back because you got a free glass when you visited. So like, what's it cost them to do a free glass? But then we would go there and we would get like a pizza and a glass of sparkling or like we would get food, you know, we'd do different things with that free glass. So they're making money that way, but it's $40 a bottle. Right. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it was like, it was not cheap. And so then you're thinking about that and like it hits, you know, we only did it for, a, you know, we only did maybe two or three shipments, but like that adds up two shipments is over 300 bucks. So to me, it's just like, it makes way more sense if I'm getting into that business, like that's the direction I'm going because yeah. people don't think about it. And the wine people, they will spend $60 on that bottle of wine, you know, and not think anything of it, even though it really is just like a poor investment, in my opinion, as a consumer compared to other things. Yeah. I guess I, I don't see, I would want to know more about the industry. Like does a more expensive bottle of wine, like, do, is there any correlation to the, like from price to how much it costs you? Like, are the margins the same on a more expensive, like, do you have to have different ingredients? Like are the grapes more expensive? Like, or do they just go, this tastes really good. We're going to make this more expensive. I would imagine it's because of they're getting higher quality grapes, right? Like that would be, I would well, think of what allows you to charge more because it actually some, does taste better. Right. I think sometimes, right. Like, and I've seen different things about like, you know, they talk about what is the cost of a bottle and everything. That's why they say like, you know, really avoid things below 15 dollars it's like sugar because sugar water well because it's just like it's really low quality wine whereas then when you start to get into that 20 to 30 range like the amount of money investment like that goes into the wine versus like the packaging and everything is so much higher that you get like a better quality and then the difference between that and the hundred dollar is like very different and i think usually what it comes down to is like age branding and sure, it could be different quality grapes and like, you know, different things. Like if you have, you know, like in France, right. It's all about the ground, right. Right. Yeah, <laughs> it's yeah. about the yeah. earth. And so like certain regions are more expensive than others. So I'm sure there's a lot that goes into it, but like, but like I've France, seen, they it don't just, have any branding though. It's just like, everything looks right. exactly the same. Like it's just it's straight there. It's like straight up the ground. It's a totally what, different, it's a totally different culture here. It's kind of arbitrary. People sell their prices and it's like, what can you set it at? And it actually work. And like, we've seen, yeah. you know, certain companies where there's their wine has gone way up, you know, Prisoner. there's sure. But like, yeah. I can think of one like local to us. It's very good, but their wine prices have just gone up so high that I'm like, eh, it's not worth it to me. Yeah. Right. So, you know, and like there's then the one I'm thinking about when we moved here, I was like, I'm 100% becoming a member. And I literally went there to go become a member and was like, whoa, y'all's prices have doubled. Like this one and this one are close enough <laughs> for half the price. So, <laughs> yeah. you know, I think there's something to that. I think so too. Prisoners like, prisoners are a good example of this though. Cause like, I wonder how much of the marketing budget makes the, drives up the price of wine. Cause prisoner was like, a pretty reasonably priced wine. And now it's like probably 50 bucks. I don't, I don't know exactly how much it is now, but it, like over the years, it's gone from like 25, 35, 45 and like just keeps yeah. going up. But their marketing is like fantastic and branding and like just like their everything that they have, like their showroom and all that stuff or wine tasting room. Yeah. It's like but how even much prior wine, to that, it, you know? it, the branding all started with like 
the quality. It was just like yeah. at, at one point in time, it was like, this is $25. It's incredible. Incredible. Yeah. So to, to where the point where like, you know, you're buying it at $45 and you're like, this is still such a great wine. Right? Really and it just good. became popular. I, I remember back when we lived in Fort Worth, uh, <laughs> there was a guy we lived with, he bought this huge wine fridge and I went mm. over there and I like, we were just getting into it. And I just remember he, it was just, it was straight up prisoner. He had like just the thousands whole thing. of dollars. It was like an entire <laughs> fridge, like a hundred bottles I mean, of prisoner in there. Like, and it was, and it was like, at the time he was just like, dude, it's so good. You know? And it was, it's not a bad play. Cause like it is when you bust out prisoner, I feel like most people that are kind of into wine have heard about it. And it's sure. one of those ones that never disappoints. Like it's always really, really good. Yeah. And it's more expensive now, but like, sometimes you can spend like a hundred bo- bucks on a bottle of wine. Like we did with mm-hmm. Mercury head. Um, yeah. And it was, yeah. And it was like kind of weird, you know, it was like, and maybe I'm yeah. just not sophisticated enough to like it a ton, but it was like, that was a really, really expensive compared to what we usually buy bottle. Sure. And like it, I wouldn't buy it again. I don't think other than just like we're buying it for fun, I guess. I don't know. I, yeah. I wouldn't be like, yeah, let's sit down and drink this thing. Cause yeah. it was like you too complex. I think, you know, it's kind of funny. Like when we have people coming over, I mean, like you know me, I, I like hosting guests. Like I get this mm-hmm. from my dad. Like, I just like when people come, like I want to do a big dinner and I want to do like, you know, whatever, like you, you came over, you know, that this one of the last times we were doing pizza, yeah, you got me messed up. You man. walked up and we just like handed you a <laughs> glass of wine. But one yeah. of the things that I've started doing, cause when we built that wine cellar uh, mm-hmm. in the house and I was like putting stuff in it, I've kind of got like certain things I like to have for when people come over. So mm. I like to have a good local you know, just like something that's like yeah. in the area. So somebody can experience like a good Texas wine, like not a crappy one. Cause there's, there's some really, there's some bad, really Texas bad wine. ones. Yeah. But you know, I like to have a good one. Um, I like to have a good wine, you know, same with bourbon. Like if people are like bourbons, like I like to have something that's cool. Maybe somebody's heard of, but they've never had before that we can pour them a glass and then be like, Oh, that was really cool. Like, Oh, when I was at Mike's house, like I got to try this thing. You know, mm. um, yeah. so, you know, f- something like that. And then I like to have the ones that like anybody can find at the grocery store, but they don't know about like the $20 gem, you know? So yeah. it's like the one that's just like, you know, we might, it's like, Hey, let's start with something cool. Right. Or look, whichever one. And then, you know, when you kind of go to like something that's not, you know, the most expensive thing in there, but just something that's like, you're going to love this. And now you can go home and you can buy this. Right. Yeah. So I kind of, that's something like I kind of do. I don't want the, I don't even care about that anymore. You know what I realized? Like I, I come into your house, you guys are great at it. Um, But like we've had parties and stuff at our house and I'll have like, I'll have like a good scotch in the decanter or whatever. Mm. And like, like a hundred dollar bottle of scotch, like something that is really good. And then I'll look over and like one of my friends that drinks like rum and diet is like pouring himself like full glasses of this like hundred dollar stuff. I'm like, and it just goes away. And I'm like, well, okay. To be fair, I'm not doing this at a party. I'm doing this like. That's true. That's someone true. comes to visit, like y'all come to visit. If we're having a party, then it's like, okay, I know what my go-to wines are. Yeah, everybody likes, you got the reds, you got the whites. Like everybody's going to like this. It's not going to mm-hmm. break the bank. I'm going to put that out there, you know? And then there's like certain, you know, whiz- it's like, hey, here's the mixer. Here's the, if you just want to pour it. <laughs> yeah. See, I had, to, kinda- I had to start hiding. Like I had to start like switching out like in decanter. Cause like people kept consistently doing that. Cause it's like right in the middle of our kitchen. So I just started putting like cheaper stuff in there, not telling anybody. Cause like, it just, well, you know, I was getting screwed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's like, we have our like really good stuff is like in the fridge locked, 
but mm, I really it. like, like if, if, you know, like if my sister and her husband come up and she's, you know, want some wine, I'm like, just go pick something out. Everybody loves walking into the little cellar and be like, hmm, you know, and I do. Like, yeah. I like it. I like, walking it's fine. There just getting... like, just like to go in there and just be able to like, look at the spread. It's like shopping for free. It's fun. You do have like a shocking number of bourbon bottles that are like yeah. good, like good bourbon, you know, like, to, I mean, that is something. Well, my, my, uh, my family used to make fun of me about it because the reason I have that is because I don't just kill a bottle. Like I yeah, no, you're, like it's I very just, dis, it's very disciplined it's, what you do. Yeah. So it's just like, it's, it's not, it's, it's more like, you know, I've got stuff from, you know, 2014 that's, you know, I've opened and I've just had a little bit over time. Cause I like tasting the differences between things. So yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. I remember seeing that. I was like, man, there's like a lot of bottles that are like all just barely kind of opened. And yeah. I'm not like that. Like I, I'll, I'll like open a bottle and then I'll just keep going back to the same bottle for like a month until it, there's I'm, no, I'm left. starting I don't to know why do, I do that, that more. I'm starting to do yeah. that more because I've noticed like your palate changes. And so I'll have something that I like I'll go to something else and I'll come back and be like, Oh, I don't like this as much anymore. And then I got to walk, go away from it. But, um, so, but yeah, I've, I've started doing that just too, just cause I'm trying to like shrink it down. Yeah. Like, I've also yeah. learned like stuff that I, was this worth it or not worth it? Like, you know, I've started to kind of figure that out. There's some like really great stuff. That's just regular old stuff. That's better than the hard to find stuff. Yeah. But yeah. I mean, some of that stuff is hard to find. That's the thing about like, I don't know. Whiskey's just gotten so ridiculous in Houston. I'm sure. Well, it seems like a little better where you live in the Houston area. It's just gotten too competitive and it's like, you can't find anything. Everything that used to be like 25 bucks is now like $80. And it's like, well, what am I paying for? So, but to go back to the original, so like winery, is that kind of the route that you would go? But like you, I don't, that's one of them. I was not expecting us to talk about this for this long, but yeah, I know. Sorry. I, I, as far as like other things, I don't know, man. I've just, I, to me, the reason I go back to that is because I've just always liked the idea of like having a product, Mm. like something like, Hey, this is, this is the thing. Check this out. You can feel it. You can touch it. You can taste it, whatever. Um, that's always been really appealing to me. I don't want to get into like shirts and that kind of thing, like clothing or anything like that. But, but I do, I love the idea of having a product. Um, so yeah, I mean, that's, I guess that's kind of one of those things why wine has stood out to me and it's just, it's an experience. Like I, I would be, if we had a winery, like, like I said, I wouldn't want to be involved in like the day-to-day operations, but I would totally be there talking to the customers, pouring them wine, shooting the shit, drinking it, you know, yeah, dog running around out there. Like I would totally be doing that, you know, and I've, I've gotten to know different distillery and winery, you know, owners and, or people that work there and like different areas around places around here. And like, that's really cool. It's, it's yeah. just a neat, it's a neat thing. So I would totally, that's the one that I, keep my going back to. I would do that. Yeah. I go back to that one. Cause you're selling, to me, it's like, you're selling something that's like, I don't know. Wine is like, it's an experience more than it is just like a drink, right? Like you're selling like kind of like, and there's more to memories. it, right? Like there's, there's the pickup parties, there's the events. Yeah. There's just it's going cool. in for a tasting, bringing people in, you know, there's, there's a lot to it. Yeah. I just feel, I don't know. I would, I still want to know way more about the business model. I just feel like as I think about that, like what else would I do? Like most business models seem like they suck to me because like the, the online stuff is so like margin friendly and like, 
you don't need physical store. Like, I just, I don't know. It's interesting. I would never start a restaurant. I would never like, there's so many things I would would not do. No, I think if I knew somebody that was in like doing franchises and stuff to where, Mm. you know, I could say like, look, I want to do this, but like they do it. You know, if you knew somebody that had like 20 franchises and it could be like, look, I'm going to do the investment and everything here, but we're going to add it to your portfolio. You're going to manage it. I would do that. I think that is something that, makes that interests like me, passive, but it would be, yeah. it would be something like a, um, I would totally bring a Chick-fil-A to, to Marble Falls <laughs> just because I want Chick-fil-A. I miss Chick-fil-A or not Chick-fil-A. I've heard you don't Chipotle. even need. I'm oh, Ch- I was like Chipotle. Chipotle. I don't know why I said Chick-fil-A. I'm in Chipotle. Yeah. Um, Cause I've heard Chick-fil-A, no, you don't I, even have to put money down on it. Like that's I've not heard even this. What I, that's not what I meant. I said the wrong thing. Yeah, I'm in okay. Chipotle, but I, I wouldn't want yeah. something like that. I would want some weird, like, you know, spicy chicken, like, I don't know, something that's like kind of trendy. I don't know. Yeah. But I just, I just give people food. Like, I just wouldn't, I don't think I would do the food industry, honestly. Um, I think I would want something fun that I could go be involved in. You know, one of the things I mentioned to you that I think would crush here because we don't have it in town. Like, there's all these like little antique shops and like furniture store. Like there's these different little things that, yeah, yeah. Every time people visit, like all the ladies want to go do it. And, you know, you go there, all the guys are just like sitting on a bench outside. And so I've always been like, how cool would it be to do like a tasting room? Yeah. Like, a tasting room would be dope. Let the ladies go into all the stores and the dudes can go and try beer, whiskey, whatever. Um, I think something like that would be really cool to have. Um, and then I don't know, man, I would want like a fun business to hang out with. And then I think it would just go for boring businesses. Like, I know this sounds crazy, but I was listening to somebody the other day and she was just like, I just straight up buy laundromats and it kills. I saw that. Yeah. Nobody wants to do that kind of thing. And I'm like, that'd be, that'd be the way to go. Like I would want it to just make money. I wouldn't want it to be this. I would almost want it to be boring. So I didn't want to be super involved. Yeah. I haven't bought a business yet that I'm not like super involved in. So I don't know. I don't know if I'd like that or not. Cause that sounds like, that sounds like soul crushing just to like be involved with laundromats, but it's probably not. I, I don't know. It's one of those things. Like I, I really thought about this a lot. Like, I, I don't know what else I would do. Yeah. But if it's like just buying a business and looking at the numbers and here's how we can tweak it and improve profit. Like, yeah, I, mean, I like It's kind of nerdy, but like, I like that kind of thing. So I, I don't know though. Like, I just, I don't have, I don't, I don't know either. I don't either. I don't know. I'll probably just keep doing it. It might be, it might be cool. Um, <laughs> You know, I know you know some people in the space, but just like to get to know more about events and things, like putting on like a conference or something. Like, yeah. you have to have somebody. You'd have to have a great operator, because I wouldn't be able to do that. But I love the idea of having something like that and just being able to go and meet different people and the speakers and stuff. I think that's like an end to meet people, and I think that would be cool. It's an interesting. Yeah. I've had a lot of insight into that and I think it would be a cool, it's probably a good business model. Like I feel like it's actually probably pretty awesome. I've heard, um, there I'm trying to think who it was basically did a conference, built it up, sold it for millions of dollars. And then Mm -hmm. they were like, let's do this again. And they just went into another industry and just did it. Just just started, started repeating it every three years, flipping a conference basically in different industries and they're not even, they don't know anything about the industries. It's just, we have the model. Yeah. You don't need, yeah. I guess you just hire the, I think the the hard part about that business is dealing with like the talent. Like I think the talent 
and negotiating the contracts and like getting, you know, everybody's sure. got so much like ego and like, Oh, I'm the best. Like, I think that's the part that's like the difficult part of it, you know, getting the, but that you just goes back to, to attract the, the, but that just goes back to like, I wouldn't do anything without a good operator. If it's outside of like our little wheelhouse here and what we're doing. Yeah. Right yeah. I mean, that's a good point. I, yeah, I don't know. I think that, I think you gotta, you'd have to hire somebody like that. Cause I've seen people do it like from the ground up, but man, it's just, it's like, a, I don't know. It's like everything else. Everything's a grind. That one seems kind of cool though. Cause you do like, you do work really hard, like the entire year for like one week. <laughs> like yeah. that's it. It's an interesting, interesting thing about that model, but it does seem kind of fun though. But to me, and that just kind of goes to like, I only want to do that if like can be involved in some of the planning and like the strategy somebody yeah. else is executing. And when the event happens, I would want the conference equivalent of the wedding coordinator. Like I'm mm. going to be the dad in this situation, like the father of the bride. Right. So yeah. I'm going to go and like, they're going to handle all that stuff. The, the coordinator is going to handle that. And like, I'm just going to go hang out with people backstage and in the lobby bar. Yeah. That's, I mean, that that's, cool. that would be my condition. Yeah. Like the last conference I went to the, the guy that owns it, like was just playing golf the whole week. Yeah, <laughs> like, pretty much, yeah. Seemed pretty cool. You know, I was like, dang, that that's probably the way to set it up, but it didn't used to be like that. Like I remember he was like in the guts of it, but it's probably so big now that he can kind of step away. And I sure. think he hired a good operator. So I don't know. I think winery is still the route I'd go. Like winery. Do you have anything else? Like you kind of, I started no, going on the only thing. started talking about it. Dude, I've been to so many meetings. I've worked so much today that I just didn't want to, I didn't have like something real that I want to talk about. So I was just like, I was just talking about like winery. No, it was definitely, definitely oh. an interesting, <laughs> interesting conversation. So yeah. I don't have anything else. You got anything else? No, that's it. Cool. Make sure, give us a follow, subscribe on YouTube. That's going to be the big one. We're trying to build this up there. So please give us a, 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 a subscribe on YouTube. Yep. Check out some of our other videos and uh, we'll see you next time. Later. You've been listening to the Laptop Empires podcast with Mike Yonda and Bobby Hoyt. For more information and the resources mentioned in this episode, go to laptopempires.com forward slash podcast. We out.